London's radio station. BBC Radio London. If, like me, you're a fan of dance, this is great because we're losing so many magazines. I am so pleased to say there is a new dance magazine that's out, um, which is going to be... uh, Savannah Saunders, the editor. I had a look at it, actually. It's absolutely stunning. Um, The wonderful world of dance. You know how much I love dance in every single shape and form. And if you are a dancer or if, like me, you just love dance and you love reading about it, finding out more about it, the people in it, then as I was saying to Robert Elms, seldom do we ever celebrate a new magazine coming in hard copy. Usually we lament the fact that we've lost another. Well... Two reasons we're doing this story. One, it's a brand new magazine that's out on the shelves. And two, it is about dance, the wonderful world of dance. It is a bit like Vogue, but with a dance twist. And its first ever front cover features Beyonce of ballet, Jana Selenko. It started off as a passion project for the editor, Savannah Saunders. Saunders, And I'm really pleased to say Savannah joins us on the afternoon show. Hello. Hi, thanks so much for having me. No, not at all. I'm, I will always bang the drum for dance and new magazines because they are so they're they're the luxury that most of us can afford once in a while. Actually, you know, just to buy yourself time, basically, uh, isn't it? Ab- absolutely, and I think dance is so beautiful, and I love everything about dance. I couldn't agree with you with, with you more. So, are you a dancer? Were you a dancer? So when I was growing up in Australia, I wanted What part to, of Australia? I was originally from Adelaide. Right. So I wanted to be a ballerina. My plan was to be a ballerina until I was 26 and then a lawyer. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> I had all planned out. So I would go to school and uh, I was a straight-A student. And after, after school, I would rush to the ballet studio. I would dance from four till nine every single night, plus the weekends. I'd take a bus home for an hour by myself as a young girl. And then when I got into my first um, ballet company, I got a a lead role in a children's ballet company, um, my mum became really unwell. And so I had to give up ballet and look after my brothers and sisters. And basically I had to go get a job as well to look after them and to look after myself. So um, I went into the corporate world, came to London eventually. um, And while I was here, I started the wonderful world of dance on the side because it was a passion that never left dance. Did never you become leave. a lawyer? No, I no, didn't. No, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> no, but, that, but you did ballet on the side. So where were you going to Pineapple? Where were you going? So I was dancing at The Place oh, and yeah. at Danceworks where yeah. I still take an adult class um, because I just love dance. I, I love everything about dance. I love seeing it. I love writing about it. I, I love looking at the beautiful photos and the most fulfilling part of my my work um, on this project is talking to dancers and talking to artists, choreographers, artistic directors, ballet dancers. They are amazing people. And do you know why I'm so grateful you're doing that is they are the most modest people. So you've got actors showing off, you know, gosh, I know because I was one, um, telling us all and sundry about their whole life and the truly, utterly superhuman, talented people like well, for instance, ballet dancers never want to talk about themselves, don't actually really want to talk at all. You know, in a show, if you say to a dancer, you've got to say a couple of lines, they just squirm with sheer agony. And yet they deliver this, well, they're supreme athletes, aren't they, basically? They, They absolutely are. And they work so hard every single day. It is a dedication that I think 
almost doesn't exist in other forms of athleticism because it is not only is it a physical drive, there's an emotional drive as well because they have to always strive when they do always strive for perfection it is they get up every single day they go to ballet class stand in front of a mirror stand in front of a mirror they take their ballet class they rehearse all day they perform at night they fall into bed sometimes eat rubbish smoke 20 cigarettes (laughs) don't they they live the most unhealthy lifestyles well i've met uh, dancers who and one of them's in the magazine who is a complete um you know, health nut now. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think actually the dance industry is changing quite a bit where dance health is now quite an important topic and I think there is a lot of support and information for dancers to help them be healthier so that they can have better dance careers and longer dance careers as well. Because that's the other thing, it's a, such a short career, isn't it? To put all, to sacrifice, well, they wouldn't call it a sacrifice, but to give your whole life to something and then to be called a veteran or a geriatric dancer at the age of 29 is so painful, isn't it? Absolutely. And one of the questions that I often ask dancers when I interview them is what have they thought about for the second act of their careers? Yeah. To And to find actually a lot of dancers have got uh, quite substantial plans and I think again the dance industry has changed in that dancers are now being supported. I've interviewed dancers for example at the Scottish Ballet where they support uh, up-and-coming choreographers and I know the Royal Ballet does here as well and as do many companies. So I think it's interesting that Life is short as a dancer. Um, they, um, I think the listeners know what I'm going to mention to you, and you were probably there. Sadler's Wells did um, a production called The Elders. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? Yes. Where they, so they brought all the older dancers back, and I, I was just crying. I don't know whether you were. I, it moved me so much to see what um, age does to even a dancer's body. You know, they all had the grace and the beautiful arms, but their bodies, you could see, were dealing with arthritis, <laughs> rheumatism, couldn't you? I mean, they... Absolutely. But they were out there doing it, and yeah. then they brought the young dancers on to dance with them. It blew me away, actually. What a wonderful idea that was, wasn't it? It was fantastic, and I, I loved that production. I thought it was fantastic that Sadler's Wells put it on. Mm. I'm a huge fan of Sadler's Wells. And I think it really makes the audience and makes the industry ask themselves, what is it or how can we continue to provide opportunities for dancers to continue beyond what is their pinnacle of their perfectionist careers? So that because so many... Some of them teach, don't they? They teach, they go into... um, Physiotherapy. I think a lot of the young, young young dancers now are doing things on the side earlier in their career, sort of preparing. They, uh, I've spoken to dancers who have done degrees on the side. They now run their own sort of YouTube channels, and you know they've got social media followings that are some bigger than some football pay- players. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what I'm saying is all of what we're discussing, uh, Savannah and I. Um, give you an insight into what she has chosen to put into this magazine. So it's not, there have been other dance magazines out there. Um, This goes well beyond that because these are in-depth interviews. There are wonderful features. For instance, I just love um, Stravinsky, the, the, the photographs of Stravinsky and the rehearsals. And I don't know, these are in black and white. I don't know where you got hold of these photographs. Um, so 
I was really lucky that the Royal Academy of Dance provided me with those courtesy. Oh, my goodness. Obviously, I've never seen them before. They have this incredible archive of photos, which they gave me access to, so I have and to thank them for that. do you know why I love these? Is not only just seeing the master at work and the company, but how the human, the even the dancers' bodies have changed. If you look at Pavlova, she has a completely different physique to a contemporary dancer Absolutely. now. Um, and um, these girls are completely different shorter all much shorter because yes dancers now come in all shapes and sizes which was never the case was it um for some time um so you've got a whole feature on that which is wonderful and then we talk about the cover now explain the cover to me and who this is okay so on the cover is the prima ballerina yana selenko who is a principal guest artist here in london with the royal ballet but she's also the principal dancer over at the Berlin State Ballet. And this cover for me, um, I'm a huge fan of her, but one of the things, like you said, I wanted to do the things differently. So this magazine, as you say, very much like the Vogue of Dance, I collaborated with a couture fashion designer to put her in a beautiful gown, um, went over to Berlin with a fantastic photographer, Pickle Thoughts Photography, and we spent three hours in the studio with five gowns, and which is... The cover is one of the most beautiful covers ever. And actually, I'm to the right of this photo. I've lifted up her her dress and thrown oh, it into the you? air. It's I you am. that did that because it is just a wonderful... The movement in it is just absolutely beautiful. Um, and again, you know what I... Env- look at her feet. It's all about... She, the- is, she is the most incredible dancer, but she's also the most incredible person as well. She is um, wonderful. And the arch, you know, you can't get an arch like that. If I had a baby, I would have kept bending their feet so that their arches and their turnouts would have been there forever. Isn't that awful? I love this. So this is Pietra Mello. Uh, Pittman um, now I practice yoga and I can only just I, honestly what an extra well they the worst thing for anyone in a yoga class I don't know do you do yoga I do yoga and Pilates is when a ballet dancer comes in oh, and yes, you I just think it. well let's all go home because <laughs> you know what's taken me 25 years to learn to do they just do on the way in um, yes, and just absolutely. explain what he's doing he's literally on one arm um, with his legs almost at 180 degrees um above him, open, um, holding one up and one in a sort of what we call a retire um, in ballet. Just extraordinary. And I love the fact you've got dancers being interviewed by dancers. That's very clever. They know what questions to ask then, don't they? Absolutely. Uh, I've been lucky to um, build this wonderful team of contributors both here in the UK and in the US. And I've been really sort of quite specific about having contributors who are dancers, dance teachers, they're in companies, um, they're graduates of prestigious companies, uh, because I want to be able to give a voice to the dance industry from within the industry. And it is really interesting when a dancer interviews another mm. dancer, because mm. they do ask different questions. Of course they do, yeah. yeah. Um, and as yeah, you in this first edition, is this going to be monthly or is it? It's a quarterly. It's a quarterly, stage, yeah. because you can't produce this quality all the time. I mean, it is, this is, you know, often you pick up a magazine, you think, well, this is all advertisements. What is there in here for me to read? These are the interviews that you will never be given. You seriously won't, because um, it's covering New York, uh, American dance companies, uh, Argentinian dance company, Brazilian dance, all these dancers that work around the world asking about their life, their lifestyle, their training, their aims and their ambitions. The choreographers as well, you've got Calvin Royale III um, talking about uh, his uh, American ballet theatre company being interviewed again by a dancer. Um, there's, I mean, I just love seeing these 
people in their practice. See, I love watching people in their rehearsal gear as much as in their costumes, Absolutely. don't you? Because yeah. I love seeing what they wear for rehearsal. It's all yeah. held together literally by thread. Um, uh, and also, now this is a chapter... Every time I interview a dancer, and it's a, I feel so negative asking them this, but you've done a whole chapter on it, Dancing with Injuries, because yes. they are all dancing with injuries, aren't they? Absolutely. I think one of the greatest challenges that dancers face and the dance industry faces is dealing with injuries, uh, injury prevention and also injury... Um, so, having to heal. I know that dancers have travelled internationally to seek different treatments, but... Again, I think the dance industry now is working really hard to be able to support dancers and make sure that they don't get the injuries in the first place. But it's inevitable they do. And it I, does um, challenge their, their oh careers. Oh, my goodness. I went, and I'm not going to name names, but they've been in the press this weekend. Very famous man has just married a ballet dancer. And I was at the performance where he injured um, himself and did I don't know if he's ever danced again to be honest um, and I was with a girl who was from the Royal Ballet um, and she saw it she said to me I didn't see it she said he's he's injured himself but he carried on dancing and then they Dude. brought the curtain down yeah. and then they said ladies and gentlemen there are free drinks in the bar we are bringing his understudy in who'd been watching Big Brother or something in the middle of, uh, <laughs> you know, in the middle of London, they'd got a taxi, brought his, under, who danced at a moment's notice, the lead role. Um, and I don't think, I'm not sure he's ever danced since. I think he's still in, connected with ballet, but I don't think he's danced since. And that was just one landing where his foot sickled. Absolutely. And, and I think... It. It is. It can be quite. It is very traumatic for dancers when they get injuries. They don't know whether or not they will be able to come back from an injury. If is it going to ruin their career or end it um, early? And along with not just the physical side of an injury, but the emotional side as well. When, as we've discussed, they've spent their entire lives, often from the age of three or five, preparing for this career that is so very short, and then only to get an injury, and then having to contemplate well maybe I won't have this career anymore or I interviewed a dancer um, uh, Lauren Lovett from the New York City Ballet just a couple of days ago and she was talking about how she was given the role of a principal role while she was on a couch recovering from an injury she God. has sustained as a soloist and it felt like quite an anticlimax for her because she dreamt of this moment of yes. being given this uh, fantastic you know, conversation about you've now a principal and it was literally a quick, quick call or a quick chat while she was laid up with an injury. And yet, I mean, and I know, you know, we're saying that there's more positives to come out of dance now, but it was a ruthless... A, Absolutely. You know, you've seen the documentaries and I can't remember the one where... They can't, some, some, a member of the, I think it was the Russian ballet, couldn't get a visa. So they went, well, we'll stick so-and-so on. And then they went, you're so old. We, you know, you're far too old to play Odette. And this, this girl basically said, look, I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart so that the show will go on. And the, you know, they were saying, but you're old. But anyway, look, you're the best we've got. And I just thought, oh, can you imagine any other career where you'd be spoken to like that. Absolutely. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it was um, ruthless, wasn't it? It? It, 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 I, it can be ruthless, absolutely. And I think it is about this perfection um, and it is a very competitive. But it, all, I have to say all the dancers and the artistic directors and the choreographers that I've spoken with, which is a lot, 
they are all actually really positive. I think they have to be, don't you? They yes. have to change. Yeah, I think it has changed. Um, are you going to interview Sergei, the bad boy of ballet? Well, I would love to, absolutely. Well, he's been on this show a couple of times and um, he's he'd be perfect for you um, because he did give it all up, as you know. Yes, that's right. Um, and then you think, how can you come back at the level that you, you know, because he has to be better than everyone else to be called better than anyone else, covered in tattoos um, and completely reinvented himself. Yeah. Um, he'd be perfect for you. Absolutely. Listen to me sitting here. <laughs> um, I also love the fact that you're using, um, you've got a beauty part because you're using a very famous beauty editor to contribute as well. Um, so... When I say there's lots of features in here, it isn't just, uh, you know, interviews with dancers. It's about the history of dance, dance in the past, dance, present and future. Plus, uh, beauty. there's a wonderful beauty editor here. Who is it you're using? Uh, Nicola McCulloch. Um, so you probably follow her on social media. Um, and so much information. It is beautifully presented. The Thank next you. one will be out when? Um, I think it's going to be out around before Christmas. Okay. Yeah. And where can people buy it in in um, uh, newsagents or do you need to order this? So they can, but I think the best thing to do is visit our website for all the details because it's available on iTunes and Google Play. So if they go to thewonderfulworldofdance.com, they'll be able to find out exactly where to get it. This is from one of our listeners called Beulah. Joe. how wonderful. Well done to your guest. This magazine looks amazing. I shall definitely buy a copy. I love ballet, especially Misty Copeland and Carlos Acosta. Oh yes, my goodness. I nearly crashed the car. I was cross I was driving down uh, Church Street in Kensington and he was crossing and I literally nearly drove up the traffic lights. I can imagine. Oh. <laughs> He's amazing. Oh. Yeah. Um she says on my trip to Seville this summer I visited flamenco tableaux where young, old, plump and slim danced on stage. Fantastic. All of them there. They were all amazing, Joe. It was a beautiful thing. I've been to Seville. I've seen the flamenco. I couldn't agree with you more. Have you? Yeah, I've absolutely. never been. But I will tell you something. And again, my listeners know I'm probably going to say this. I grew up in Australia. And this is how weird, when the world becomes a village. I, I was taught by a man, I'm much older than you, called Rex Reed, who was a choreographer of the Royal Australian Royal Ballet. Mm -hmm. And he, he taught with Cathy Gorham. I don't know if that name rings any bells. She was a, one of the prima dancers. And I I was taught by him. I was sitting in Regent's Park, this is no word of a lie, with a guy who was sitting with his dog and I was talking to him and I said, um, oh, do you live on your own or something? And he said, I do now. He said, I had a partner. Um, um, we lived together in Australia and then he came over here and unfortunately he died whilst we were over here. Um, but he was hardworking dancer, choreographer. And I said, oh, that's interesting. And he said it was Rex Reed, and this is wow. the man that taught me. And it turns out this guy in Regent's Park would have seen me dance as a little girl in Melbourne. Because he said, I went to every show Rex ever put on. Isn't that's that amazing? That is amazing. Isn't it? Yeah, that is amazing. So, um, you know, all gossip, and that's a world of dance as well. Um, but, yeah, it just shrinks the world when something like that happens. Yeah, it? and I think also um, you know, dance is the universal language, and it brings us together. It is, you know, whatever you think of Strictly and all these uh, dance programs, Billy Elliot, you know, Billy Elliot got boys into ballet school. Absolutely. 
it took that, didn't it, to, to say, yes, you know, it's got its own strength and athleticism, dancing for boys. And I think there's a real challenge around um, getting new audiences to come and see dance. And there's no better place in Lo- than London yeah. in, in the world to come and experience all types of dance. So I think anything that can be done to introduce dance, it, whether or not it's through the wonderful Strictly or through theatre shows, you know, dance theatre, if it get, brings people to dance, brilliant. Here, here, Savannah Saunders, thank you very much indeed. The magazine is called The Wonderful World of Dance and it's out now. 2.30, time for the news.